there's a new link in the food chain and fucking your friends your teacher's wife is it <laughs> some force out there ripped the boundaries of space and time to shreds and now four seasons and a funeral is here i'm david and i'm joined by nick and charlie as we discuss the next evolution in science fiction primeval today we're talking about season one episode six of primeval future foe hi i'm nick i'm charlie and i fucking called it <laughs> oh man so so what are what are we referring to to steven as at this point um is the he, cucker is is he like a, the bull a, a, you mean yeah, sorry, oh, the bull. yeah no the... use the proper terminology charlie hey david why did you know that term so quickly uh memes <laughs> yeah yeah memes memes of course memes, memes i swear i swear it's all the memes i watch no david you, you are the bull right uh no there's there's zero percent chance of that <laughs> oh no i don't think i'd be the cuck either because if you break up with someone you're not really being cucked are you uh, typically no i mean you just got to discover the cheating before it gets to the cheating part but yeah well, i just don't think you're participating in the cuck fetish properly then right i mean that's not the fetish i think isn't the cuck fetish knowing your partner's sleeping with someone else i mean that's participating like you actively want to be cucked yeah but you can also like just be cucked by nature of your partner cheating on you and you have been made the cuckold well yes but then the term originates yes but then if you just the second that happens they're not your partner anymore like i would say it's like it's a schrodinger's box kind of scenario You're cucked as long as you don't know that you've been cucked. Sure, and the second you cuck. know, you're no longer, you're like, you're not a cuck anymore because it's over, right? <laughs> They're not your partner anymore. You are so, simultaneously both a cuck and not a cuck at the same time. So, so you're saying as long as you're in a relationship, you're a cuck. No, if, no. No, no. As long as you're, in a, it's like, as long as you're in a relationship, you're not a cuck. The second you're cheated on, you're not in a relationship anymore. So you're also not a cuck. The cuckold community is going to have words with you, I think. <laughs> Unless you want to. That's what I'm saying. They're actively participating in it, which makes them a cuck. <laughs> I have a quantum cuck relationship. <laughs> the second a cuckolding relationship is observed, the relationship collapses, and there's no longer a cuckolding relationship. It is, it is just physics, as we know. <laughs> Observing the waveform collapses it. Sir, what's powering this this power suit that's wrecking Tavik on the New York City? It appears to be a quantum cuck drive, sir. Uh, hi, audience. This is a late recording for us. If you can't tell, it's it's great. This is this is gonna be. We great. also spent like a good thirty minutes just chatting before we started recording, which also, is always a bad sign for our energy levels. I also had two oh. glasses of wine before this, so yeah, we're Ooh. in a good spot. Found out I like Rieslings, and eleven percent is good. I want alcohol. Go get alcohol. Um, I will, but first, uh, what have you guys been up to? Uh, <sighs> what have I been up to? So many things. So few. Um, I, I finally get to work from home again, which was really nice. Uh, audience, I was I was in the office for a project for the last like month, um, and then I was able to like take all the project home with me. So now I get to still like look at the project and and feel like I'm going insane, but at least it's at home now. Um, 
outside of that, went up to the cottage this weekend, which was super nice. Um, How's that? Fairly, fairly relaxing. So, um, uh, I did, I did swim. Um, oh wow! I guess yeah, with the uh, sauna, it's not that insane. Yeah, you, you got, you got a sauna. You just go in that, and then you, you head in the water, and the water hurts, and it's fine. Um, but yeah, no, nice, uh, nice, nice weekend up there. Um. It was fairly relaxing because there were still chores to do, but there's always chores to do up at the cottage. So yeah. all all good. Um, none of the chores are things that like are like mentally taxing. They're just physically taxing. So it's all fine. Those are those are things I'm happy to do. Uh, <laughs> Fair enough. You don't want mentally yeah. tasking chores? <laughs> no, I I do that for my for my job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't do that for my job. <laughs> Yeah, you I don't just do play physically magic, tasking jobs. You just either. play Magic the Gathering Arena. I don't know what you're talking about. I I've see almost... you come online. <laughs> oh, I'm, David. I'm six levels away from completing the battle pass this season for Magic. <laughs> David, I'm really upset because I, I I fucking bought Magic cards for the first time ever because they fucking released the, the like 9, 10, 11 Doctor Who Magic set. Yeah, Doctor Who. Wait, what? So, no. Yep. In the past three years, Magic the Gathering. So for a long time, the people in charge of Magic were very protective about the IP and refused to, like, they were very protective about what sets were created and what storylines were taken. When Hasbro got their new CEO, like, a couple, three years ago, which also led to the whole D&D fiasco, the OpenGL thing, but that's a different thing, um, he was very much the opposite. So Magic the Gathering has started doing official crossover sets. I think the first one, like, they ever did was, like, Walking Dead, but they've done Stranger Things. They're doing Fallout, they've done Lord of the Rings, like official full sets of crossover cards. The newest one coming out, or the one that just came out, is a fucking Doctor Who one. Yeah, so I I spent real money um, on this, which is upsetting, Uh, but it's really cool. Uh (laughs) They're also going full crazy, like Magic the Gathering has had rare cards and has had foils for a while, but compared to like Yu-Gi-Oh!, it never had like the differing levels of rare foil cards. They've gone full crazy about that. Now, not only can you get like a foil card, you can get like a special rare foil card, or there are like full art foil cards, signed cards, like limited edition cards. It's all insane. They've gone full crazy. Well, I, for the Lord of the Rings one, didn't they only print five pr- one ring? No, there was there was a one ring card. A one of one signed, like, one ring card. I mean, good on Tolkien's estate for making that happen. Because I know I just, the copyright's coming up, so they're selling it to anyone who will buy it, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm just upset what they're doing. Uh, it means more money for MTG, so they've started releasing more, like, actual sets. And, like, the Imagine the Gathering Arena, they're starting to do cool things in that one now, where they have, like, an, they have a... Um, they have a new uh, game mode called Alchemy that actually like has different cards and they have alchemy sets that are like cards that are meant to be only work in MTGA. So it's a bunch of like RNG cards or cards that have like effects that are supposed to like change the text of your cards, which wouldn't work in the actual paper game, but work fine in like a video game, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And shit like that. But it's, it's just, it's annoying. I've been a Magic fan for so fucking long, and it's such a weird destruction and conversion of what has been such, like, a pure kind of experience for the longest time. Where, like, Magic has always been expensive, because you have to buy the fucking cards. But it was always just, you bought the cards, 
and there was never like oh there were collectors but it didn't feel like such a big part of it it feels like wizards is now selling it to collectors more than players well yeah which unfortunately makes sense but yeah it um definitely is a destruction of what you're looking for from the game yeah exactly uh especially because they keep making really good tournament legal cards and selling them in their secret layer releases which are the limited edition like uh like shadow drop packs that like are 200 bucks for six cards yeah and there are people who are like why did you re-release this now it's tournament legal are you gonna make it not tournament legal and wizards is like no <laughs> maybe oh no once we get all like, the money i need to oh, buy no. i need to buy a playset of this meaning i need to buy four of these and i need to pay you eight hundred dollars for like a playset of this yeah. extremely good card that is tournament legal and like I'm a pro player, and I need like it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, at least so before it's a real shame it, that you got to buy four black lotuses. At least before it was like it's still like gamba, like you just you buy packs and you hope. Or if you are a pro player, then you've either got the funds to just buy multiple boxes, and you're probably going to get the cards you want, or you have the funds to spend the money or to build singles. a competitive deck. Just, yeah, just well, purchase singles just, and build a deck. It's just Wizards yeah. trying to push in on the secondary sale market, essentially. Because yeah. if they know if they release the cards where you can buy them guaranteed from Wizards directly, they're setting the floor price now for what those cards are worth, right? Yeah. Yep. For the secondary sale market as well. And if they price them at ridiculous, like Ticketmaster, where they just price them ridiculously high enough that there's no point... like scalping isn't as worth it like it's so you're saying we need taylor swift to do a magic crossover to get back at wizards don't get me started that's probably gonna be the next one (laughs) (laughs) the t swift fucking set yo you eras for for like the nfl mtg (laughs) derrick henry has to have trample in that case right fucking hell anyways um what have i been up to gaming ff14 uh, I joined a static. We're trying to do all the uh, A Realm Reborn uh, Savage Trials. Um, we've only done Garuda and Titan. Titan took us four weeks of two-hour sessions to complete. Seven and a half hours dealing with this one fucking seven-minute battle just over and over again. We finally cleared it yesterday. This means nothing to Charlie and Nick. No, absolutely I, nothing. I understood a fraction of the words you said. Didn't you ever, like, when playing Destiny or when playing video games, want to actually do something difficult? Like Yes, consistently for Destiny, but we never had a group. Yeah, but, like, haven't you ever felt the urge when playing a video game? You're like, oh, man, I wish this was actually, like, difficult and I wasn't just going over everything. That's what the Savage Trials are like. And, man, is it fucking difficult. <laughs> man, I want to tear my hair out. <laughs> Sounds like you're having a great time. We did it. I was, dude, <laughs> completing those is like, oh my God, it's so satisfying. Who, who needs drugs when you have the rush of ga- of gaming? Seriously, though? <laughs> oh. uh, I got back into Risk of Rain 2, which is, oh God, I finally, finally had a good Railgunner run. Um, turns out if you hack in all the Lunar Coins... Most runs are going to be really good with Gesture and uh, Spindle Tonic. <laughs> it, it's just straight up broken. Oh, but um, Charlie, yeah. you would never hack in Lunar Coins, right? That I goes think... against the vibe of the game. 
Yeah, uh, sure, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about getting a mod that just always lets me select the lunar item when I'm in shop just to get around the fact I don't want to have to reroll 90 times. Can't you just always play with command on? <laughs> no, because I still want the randomization of the normal run. Uh... But it's just if I go to shop, it's. I guess there's still some randomization there where it's like, okay, I couldn't get the gestures. Maybe now I have to hunt fuel cells. Um, but yeah, final stage. If you're railgunner and you have high enough attack speed, the base left click will f- make you fly <laughs> in a weird rocket mm. jump manner, which was really weird to discover and annoying after I had done all the pillars and then finding out I don't have to do the pillars. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, and then celebrated nine years with my fiance. Ooh, hey, nine yeah. years! Oh yeah. my god, we're so old. Yeah. Oh, that's Lord. right. That's right, buddy. Oh, next... No, it's been nine years since first year. Oh, next next September, we've been friends for a decade. Oh, oh man, it's too long, Charlie. I can't be your friend anymore. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> I turned twenty eight in a couple months. <laughs> That's worrisome, right? Uh, it's fine because it means both my sisters will be in their thirties, and I won't be. <laughs> I think when my one sister turned thirty, I sent her the Bo Burnham inside clip of "I'm turning 30, and she didn't talk to me for like three days. <laughs> nice. But yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been up to. Oh, and also rewatching Buffy and. Being like, damn, this show is kind of not aged well in some respects. Uh-oh. I'm, gonna, I'm watching CSI for the first time all the way through. Because I didn't one? know what else to do. The, the original. Okay. You mean the one they rebooted as CSI Las Vegas? Yes, but I mean CSI, <laughs> CSI. <laughs> um, and I just like, that's a good show. I see why. <laughs> oh, yeah. So popular. Grissom is a fantastic character. And, like, everyone on there was, like, a stereotype, but in the best way. And they even managed to make the the big, strong, like, meathead guy also a smart investigator. Like, he knew science shit, which I think kind of bucked a trend. Uh, the golden age of crime procedurals. There really hasn't been a good one recently, right? Like, I'm trying to think. No, the new one I keep hearing about is called The Finder. And Ugh. the woman is a PR specialist finds people like missing persons and i don't know how those two things connect and the dialogue from the trailers is painful because it's like oh you want to explain how you found this person before us cops like who the fuck talks like that and then i i guess she was i guess she was kidnapped at some point because she's doing an interview and the interviewer is like does it upset you to know that the men who kidnapped you still haven't faced justice like, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, why wouldn't she be upset about that? Are you, yeah. Ugh. I don't mean to sound old, but modern TV sucks. It was I mean, better when we were kids. There's still other shows that you can modern watch. Modern network TV, Like I Love is say. Blind. Love is Blind is the perfect amount of shit. Isn't there that new Ubisoft cartoon where Rayman is a bad guy? <laughs> And he eats sushi I, I do need, off a of naked cow furry. <laughs> I, I, for unrelated reasons, I really want to watch that. <laughs> uh. 
<laughs> yeah, Ubisoft mm. made a adult cartoon a la fucking Rick and Morty. And there's a <laughs> screenshot going around on Reddit of just Rayman eating sushi off a cow furry. Yep. Uh, there's also a scene where they're about to execute someone and they have a fake Rayman like hosting the execution. And the real Rayman bursts into the room with dual shotguns threatening everyone. It, it looks really good, though. The voice acting In- seems high quality. And the animation looks good. Incredible. <laughs> this is what happens when Rayman doesn't get a game. He goes on the deep end. Oh, it, no. What is it? It's called, like, Laserhawk? Yeah. <laughs> Captain Laserhawk? A Clapton Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. So I might have to watch that. <laughs> so it's beautiful. All right. Um, I guess that brings us to the TV Guide. If everyone hey. went, yeah? TV Guide for this episode reads, Helen resurfaces with news implicating a predator from the future as the culprit behind numerous disappearances. Um, if this wasn't a show about fucking time-traveling monsters, the term implicating a predator from the future, man, that could be a uh. different show. <laughs> that's all. Hey, that's also a CSI <laughs> TV guide. Uh, yup. Oh, man. What a... Wait, you mean this pedophile can time travel? <laughs> oh, no. He finds a victim in the present and then travels back in time. Oh, no. Oh, I no. think that might be the worst TV show. <laughs> that would be so bad. Time traveling pedophile. 24 this Halloween. episode series. <laughs> no, make it prestige. Make it like Hannibal. 12 episode seasons of prestige well, yeah, you, television. Do you, do you think a show about a pedophile, <laughs> 12 episodes isn't a little bit too on the nose? Oh, no. <laughs> do you think we could sell that as, a, as an episode of anything? No, like we, I don't think. We, uh, what's no. the most evil thing you can think of? For this sci-fi show for our heroes to stop this week. Just some guy sheepishly in the corner of the writer's room goes, uh, t- t- time-traveling pedophile? <laughs> I, I just, just, I hate it. Oh, uh, you didn't watch season six it. of Community, did you? No, I didn't. In, there's an episode of season six Community where they go to Gareth's wedding, like Gareth, the character, is getting oh. married, and then they <laughs> now discover... this is a man who knows how to marry his cousin. Yeah, they discover midway through that he's marrying his cousin, <laughs> but at the end, they still go through the marriage, and then there's an after the credit scene that's supposed to be like a f- joke of the writer's room, where it's all actors playing the writers, like there's a fake Dan Harmon, but some guy just comes with the camera and be like, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. And I'm the head writer of today's episode of Cousin Wedding Marriage. <laughs> and I lobbied real hard because did you know cousin marriage is legal in this many states? And it just goes on for like three minutes. And it's such a good piece of like Jesus Christ. Oh. If we were to make the pedophile time travel show, we would have to include a scene there of just oh. explaining, okay, yeah. this is why we made the show, please. <laughs> pedophiles across the u.s have too much access to time travel (laughs) oh fuck no the this is the guy who knows how to marry his cousin 
is the Keith David quote that is always stuck in my head. It's a great one. Whenever I hear his voice, I'm like, that's what plays. So we watched Nope the other night and he's in it and he like starts talking. You don't see his face. I'm like, that's motherfucking Keith David. And I only know (laughs) this because of community. (laughs) (sighs) Season six of community is actually so good. I love all the community. Actually, you know what? In in the context of Primeval, is Helen the predator? Uh, she seduced her student. Yeah. He would be, have been a university student at the very least. I know, so. but that's still a power imbalance. Yes, 100% a power imbalance. And she is, she has been from the future. Maybe Helen was the predator from the future the entire time. All along. <laughs> The real predator from the future is your ex-wife. <laughs> what a what a statement right there. <laughs> like slightly insane things have been stated and it's completely fine. For some reason, I imagine someone saying that in like a 90s era sitcom and then just a laugh track playing as <laughs> people look to camera with like their hands on their bl- hips. <laughs> Fates to black. Yeah. Credits roll. Never mentioned again. Oh, man. <laughs> It'd be so good. All right. I guess we should start into oh, the episode. Yeah. Shall, we, shall, we, shall we talk about the episode? Yeah. Uh, Nick, Nick and Claudia flirt. Uh, yep. Which basically what? just amounts to Claudia me too threatening to me too Cutter. <laughs> Yes, Claudia, this isn't fun and flirty. You just threatened to get him fired, like, and arrested. You need to follow that line up with, like, like sexual harassment is uh, a criminal offense. So I hope you don't tell anyone about what I did to you kind of thing. Like, you turn the tables a little bit. Or like a a, a good thing, like, or, was or you just a good thing I liked. Like, just something like that, right? Yeah. Or you just, or you just don't refer to things happening as sexual yeah. harassment with someone that yeah, you're yeah, hoping you just that don't... everything you do is consenting. But Nick, that was a different time. This was what 2008. I mean, 2007, hey, excuse as, you. Sorry, as we way learned... before me too. <laughs> as we learned from the episode, that was a different timeline. <laughs> oh no! You guys excited for this show to I'm be so hyped. Dude. I'm so fucking hyped for time line nonsense. <laughs> There's gonna be some insane so timeline good. nonsense. Canon doesn't matter. Canon is whatever we want it to be. It's it's gonna be great. <laughs> but yeah, um, they just have a very long conversation. Cutter seems to be fringing on a way to predict when the anomalies open, but he's not entirely <laughs> sure yet. Fringing. Yeah, I know that was deliberate. Thanks, thanks, David. <laughs> um, but yeah, they have their little cute, cute flirt thing, and then oh no, the anomaly in the forest of Dean has reopened. Um, and something gets through, and it's it's terrifying. I don't like it. Nothing. It's like a great weird, creature design because I hate it. It's like a weird, like predator naked mole rat kind of looking ass thing, right? Yeah, like a bat with big teeth, but also onto the body of an ape kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. The babies, I think, are the my least. I, I don't like oh, the babies yeah. the most. The babies are the worst. I cheered when those babies got eaten. 
Yeah, <laughs> man. Those those sure were something. Yeah, they're they're good. Um but yeah, one of them goes and like attacks a lion uh at uh, coincidentally the zoo that Abby works at. And also that's also an issue when they later she's like, "Yeah, we thought something attacked the lions, but we couldn't see like any they didn't get hurt at all." And then we realized we were missing a lion. I'm like, but they're all in and their also, enclosures. There's, there's also a uh, like, you know, hole in the ceiling here. That's a little weird. <laughs> yeah. And then the owner goes missing and still no alarm is raised, which I thought was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> also concerning. <laughs> we do get the fun scene of Abby trying to teach Connor how to flirt. Um oh, David's fun. favorite character interactions of these two getting a romance subplot. I... You're excited for that to come to fruition, right, David? The episode they kiss, instant zero, instant <laughs> zero for me. Just I'm the so first kiss or every episode that, that they kiss Every in? episode that includes a kiss from the two of them is a zero. Damn. Oh, boy. I don't That's... remember, but it, seasons two or three could get bad. I'm standing by happen. that statement. Fair enough. The exception would be okay, okay. An exception. If fucking what's his name? Connor? Yeah. Yeah. If Connor gets trapped in a time travel place for any foreseeable amount of time and then he comes back and then they're dating, that's fine. I need him to suffer first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, as long as he suffers, it's fine. Correct. Okay. It's like a weird is... version of the Hayes Code, where you could have gay people as long as you showed them suffering, because being gay was a moral failing, and they had to be punished. <laughs> that was the real code for TV for a long time, uh, which is why the kill your gays trope, or like, bury your gay, or like, why gay-coded villains were such a norm. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Know your history. Know your LGBTQ history. I, I unfortunately do not. Uh, thank you for thank you for teaching me. <laughs> Should bring that code back. Oh, gee, oh, supernatural TV. tried. <laughs> Make TV good again. Oh no! Nope, no, no, no. <laughs> I forgot that supernatural sent the gay angel to super hell. <laughs> the second oh, he confessed his love. Right. Excited to get there. We're almost done season ten. <laughs> It's not great. I hope your fiance has a good reaction to that. Their their episode 200 was really good uh, because they staged it as the supernatural in-universe books got a very young cult following. And so two very enthusiastic fans decided, yeah, our school's musical this year is going to be Supernatural the musical. And that is the premise of the episode. And like Monsters are trying to deal with something with the musical, but they sing full-on numbers in in the show. Yeah, that is the musical episode of the show, right? It It's good. <laughs> uh, especially because um, the guy, the actor they have playing in the show's musical, the actor playing Dean and Castiel are both women and are in-universe dating. And Dean is very perturbed by the fact that they are so close and familiar. Don't they and the director's drop like Destiel in the episode? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then goes, yeah, 
it's more subtext, but you know, you can't spell subtext without text. And then Dean looks disgusted and looks directly to camera. Like he stares at it for a solid five seconds before they cut. It's great. Nice. Have you watched the two hour long Sarah Zed video by Destio? No, but now I oh, want to. you should. It's so fucking good. The fandom lost their goddamn mind. <laughs> All right. Anyways, oh, all um, right. back to back to episode, maybe. Yeah, back to the episode. <laughs> oh God. All right. Where, where even were we? Like, I know we just. Was, I think we, we just did the Connor and one? Abby scene. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Connor. Right. Connor and Abby scene. Yeah. Connor gets blood. Uh, that he notices and doesn't bring to anyone's attention, which is actually a good thing. Um, and then I think they just go. Yeah, they 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 steal some of the blood and then leave. Um, they're like, yeah, maybe this is a creature thing. We'll figure that out later, though. We don't need to be worry about that. For them. Um, and yeah, make their way. Uh, make their way back. In the meantime, oh God, what happens? Are we back at the home office at this point? Uh. uh are we or are we at uh oh yeah we oh, cut no. briefly to the home office for Lester to be like hey Cutter isn't telling us shit um, yeah we need him to tell us shit before we all get destroyed yada yada um and then we go to Steven uh sitting or walking around the university before he finds um Helen or Helen finds him and then says some unhinged shit like, oh, humans have become so weak and used to urban life. And it's like, yeah, that's what happens when you're the dominant life form. Well, yeah, isn't Steven just literally like, yeah, we don't have to watch out for predators, so I'm not. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy what happens when you don't have to worry for, like, watch out for predators. It's insane. <laughs> just everything she says doesn't make sense in this episode. Absolutely. It's it's so great. Um, she's gone full crazy. Like she's no longer yes. a manic pixie dream girl. She is just a manic girl. Yes, I'm, I'm waiting for them to be like, oh yeah. Also, the anomalies fuck with your brain chemistry, and she was made crazy by time travel. Because that's the only that way feels you could, about like, right. That's I the don't only know. Way you can with the her. move she pulls at the end, I think Helen might have just always been a bitch. <laughs> I think I think she was just always like this that's because it takes a certain kind of person to decide to also abandon your husband like and time travel around for like a decade that's true yeah and i mean like the uh, portals probably exacerbated it but like mm. uh yeah any Anyways, yeah, Helen's like, Helen's just like, yeah, no, this this time, like, have have Cutter and, and Lester meet me here. Um, I, I promise you, this is worth worth your while. Uh, for us to, uh, for them to come and beat me, uh, beat me for this. Um, something's happening, and it's real bad. Um, and as she leaves, she fucking kisses Stephen, and yep, Charlie called it. Uh. <laughs> Charlie definitely called that. I also didn't remember this point. I I gotta say that was actually just me calling it. No future oh. predator knowledge was involved. <laughs> oh man. Uh. Anyways, back to the fucking zoo. I think. I think we're. Oh. Oh no. We have Claudia's. Claudia's going through some PTSD. 
Um, yep. That's also she mentioned not episode. sleeping well. She's having nightmares about being attacked. Um, and yeah, this time she's like having nightmares at the home office um, while she's trying to sleep or while she's trying to work. She just falls asleep, um, which fair if you haven't been sleeping. Um, and yep, just spooked by uh, I think it's the Gorgon offset. Um, I think it's that that creature from like episode one. Um, yeah, that she keeps seeing, and they make use of that model in this episode a couple more times. They do, man. Th- unfortunately, they don't hit any more of them with cars. That would have been funny. They should have. <laughs> uh, we all know cars kill dinosaurs. Cars, cars will kill a dinosaur. That's it's it's just a fact that this TV show proves. Uh, I mean, but dinosaurs can kill future predators. So does that mean cars can kill future predators? They never tried but to transit- run it over with a car. They they <laughs> never tried to run properties. it over with a car. Just they just shot it. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, um, I think we just go to the Helen scene at this point, right? No, we go back to the zoo, um, where Abby doesn't die to the predator, uh, because she's feeding uh, some elephants, and the elephants disrupt uh, the creature from being able to hunt um, Abby properly. Is a weird statement, but is basically what happens. Um, unfortunately, the, the, the predator's still hungry, so instead of getting Abby, uh, just makes its way, uh, makes its way around, finds the next best human, um, which turns out to be Abby's boss, and, uh, just, just, just grabs him. Uh, fortunately, up until this point, still no, um, still no Wilhelm screams. Uh, we, we get them, but we get they're th- later. Yeah, we get two? We got two. We got two of them. Uh, Sergeant, Sergeant Wilhelm and his his cousin Corporal Wilhelm. <laughs> As we all know, only soldiers make Wilhelm noises. <laughs> um, we we got to be getting close to to go to this point, right? Uh, oh no! First, we got to decide if it's worthwhile. Um, it, it's worthwhile. So <laughs> it's worthwhile. That's, That's the answer. It's right. worthwhile, and then Lester gets in an elevator. Uh, yeah. That's it. Uh, The predator watches Abby as she feeds some elephants, and there's two cute, very, like, cute baby elephants. Yes. It's worth watching this scene for that. Um, The predator then follows the zoo manager and then presumably kills him. Yep. Absolutely eats. Absolutely kills him. Maybe eats him. Does Um, he canonically kill him? We don't see him again. (laughs) He's he goes missing, and there are three bodies that they find later. Okay. Um. So so there's that. Uh. At this point, let's let's go to the meeting. Um. Uh, with Helen, where uh eventually we get across from this like, hey, uh, there's there's something here from the future. Um. Uh, which is kind of not okay. But I'd- apparently there is an anomaly. Uh. In the past. Uh, that um, leads to the future. Uh, one of these predators made its way back through there, started terrorizing stuff in Permian area. Permian era, I believe. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say Precambrian, but now it's Permian. <laughs> um, starts terrorizing shit there, and then makes its way to the present. Um, because there are anomalies shit up here everywhere, right? That like can fucking. Yeah. Some nonsense time travel something. And, but we saw the portal again, like chamber last like a couple yeah. episodes ago too. Yes. This is this is also nice because it, it does kind of make sense. Cause we don't have proof that anyone in present day is opening the portals. So 
yeah, why wouldn't there be a portal to my, beyond this point in time? My only concern is if this becomes a fringe season five scenario. <laughs> <laughs> I am just scared of that happening. Oh, where we jump to the future? No, of just it being observers or some shit. <laughs> mm. Being the hey, people I, opening I, the portals. The the predators don't appear to be observers, so I think we're okay. Uh, so on the other hand, on the other hand, those predator the, the predators seem like they're just you know the, a, a thing that's around in that time that found the portal. Um, I'm assuming they're not the ones opening the portals. I'm assuming that there is observers David, I, sending David predators David, into the portals. <laughs> David's David's potentially got a got something here. That's what I'll say. Um, if it becomes just like fucking future humans again trying to fix the timeline or some nonsense, I'm gonna be real angry. <laughs> yep. We'll see what happens though. I'm sure that couldn't happen. Uh anyways, um fucking God, uh they're gonna start to try and like hunt down this predator now. Uh, Steven and uh, current day fucking current day uh, Predator uh, oh no I've forgotten his name somehow Connor there we go current uh, day Predator <laughs> <laughs> no he's been groomed oh no uh, uh, Ellen groomed him Steven you mean no the Connor's no, fedora no, no, no. Connor's oh right Connor's... Yeah, yeah. oh yeah no yeah modern day Predator <laughs> Like my bad, my bad. <laughs> they have a discussion, um, talking about like, you know, this is this is some shit from the future, um, and it's it's hunting down and finding these missing people. At which point, Connor's like, "Well, shit, I'm pretty sure Abby's working at the zoo and mentioned that like her boss just is gone, like just disappeared why wouldn't day. she have reported this already?" Uh, I'm sure he's just you, you know, work out another for a sketchy government organization knowing about secret murders and deaths. Also, why wouldn't this ring also, red bells or red flags? Also, you're working at a zoo where a lion went missing, and you found bat blood at the scene of the crime. Why do you not care? Blood. Why are you not caring about this? Anyways, don't worry. Steven's gonna go and save Abby. By that I mean find Abby and then just be like, wait, shit, there's something here. And just one of the fucking predators is gonna come in. Um Fortunately, uh it fucking runs and gets like confused by the sonar being released by the sea lions. Um, which is confusing. I didn't realize that sea lions used sonar? I don't it's not that it's using sonar, I, it's that it's making noise. It's that it's making noise. Okay, that's yeah. fine, I guess. Uh, even, even though they're like, oh, it's like bats in echolocation, but bats send out and receive a specific frequency that they know. Yeah, they don't get confused. Also, have you heard of the experiment where they put bats on swings? Oh, those poor bats. No, 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 it's fine. Um, Because when bats are flying forward, if when they use echolocation, they have to go... They have to screech at a higher pitch because they're moving forward. So the pitch will be different when it hits back because, like, the distance traveled means the pitch isn't dying off quick enough. So they were like, but what if they screech and then go back further? And if you put a bat on a swing, it will chitter 
in accordance to how far away from the like it knows okay i'm swinging backwards i need to pitch even higher versus when i'm forward i need to pitch like lower Ah, it's it's a weird thing that i think it's the paper people point to and it's like bats know how to do calculus but it's like bats instinctively know how to modulate their echolocation pitch based on the direction they're moving even though in nature bats would have no reason to pitch and then go backwards like that's how Uh, ingrained the the natural behavior is it's really cool to uh to to just for a little bit further go on a different like scientist fucking with like movement or like sensory stuff for for animals uh, you guys ever see the one about the like jellyfish that were born in space, um, and then came back down to Earth and were just like not okay? Just, no. Gravity didn't work oh, for them no. anymore. Oh no! And... <laughs> oh. <laughs> Basically, like the, I think it, I, I forget exactly what the term was that was used, but it was like yeah, jellyfish that were born in space came back down and were like I think it was like severely disoriented, like uh, just couldn't the, figure out how to work properly. The Atlantic. Uh, headline says they ended up unfit for life on earth <laughs> which is like what yeah. the fuck which is interesting because haven't they brought other animals up to be born in space and like they were fine like i think they did insects a while back and like the insects were fine when they came back down was it bees i think they did they might have done bees yeah that's interesting but, yeah so note to Basically, self jellyfish don't the, my jellyfish space program needs to be canceled i guess they gave well, them no, no, no. vertigo. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine as long as the jellyfish stay in space. Uh, um, the problem was is they had no they they didn't know how to deal with gravity. My jellyfish yeah. breeding uh, space program is fine though. <laughs> yeah. As long as you don't introduce them to gravity, they won't become disoriented because they never had to learn what is up and down. Are jellyfish taste good? Uh sea turtles say <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but for humans. David, that was that was a beautiful like Google that you just made. Humans as a sentence. are jellyfish. Are jellyfish taste good? Uh, I I, th- good. I thought I saw an article about like, hey, jellyfish, they're gonna become the new new like seafood that we need. Has to a eat very delicate so flavor. Sometimes a bit salty. Textures between a cucumber that... and a glass noodle. Ooh. Ooh. Delicate taste that tends to take on the flavors of whatever it's cooked with. Ooh. If it's not desalted, it can be quite salty. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Jellyfish noodles? <laughs> that sounds delicious. Oh, man. I, 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 as long as they've got some protein in them. It'd be weird if they Oh, didn't. yeah, jellyfish noodles. Very classic meal. <laughs> Apparently. Can I get this in Canada? Nutrition fact. I want to know, know how good for me they are. One cup of dry jellyfish is 21 calories. Three grams of protein and one gram of fat. Um, interesting. That's. I feel like you need to eat so much jellyfish to get much out of it. Just eat more jellyfish, nerd. <laughs> like, so a hundred grams of jellyfish is thirty-six calories, David. That sounds like a great so, diet food. <laughs> six grams of protein. There's not much protein. There's not much of anything. You can you- mix it with vitamin powder. We fortify our bread. We can fortify our jellyfish. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you eat jellyfish and most of it just comes out the other side unprocessed. Like you can't get much out of it. 
Except for holy shit, except for sodium. <laughs> hundred grams, hundred grams of hundred grams of jellyfish, ten grams of sodium. What on earth? That is ten percent salt. That's that's <laughs> almost as much as David after a game of Overwatch. What what on earth? Oh. Maybe these. I'm gonna have to look at these nutrition facts again because that that doesn't seem right. Something's wrong here. Hey, I mean, speaking of salt, Helen has just invited herself back to Nick's house, claiming yes. we're still technically married, so I still live here, even though so, I abandoned you. That's some fucking abusive so spouse fine. shit, right there. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Holy crap! And then she's like in the living room taking her shoes off. And he's like, why did you stick around? And why did you tell us about this? She's like, oh, goodness of my heart, to help. And he's like, I have known you for so long. Which really indicates she's been a selfish bitch their entire relationship. Yeah. She definitely, definitely this is not new behavior for her. Yeah. Um, I think it's also important to note that before that, we do have them, like, fucking hunt the, hunt the thing down in the forest. Um. Before the before the house scene, um, so go to the forest. They're like, "Yep, um, creature." We we get our first Wilhelm scream like, as the creature like takes one of the soldiers, uh, and then runs maybe? away. I thought that happened um, when I, they were in the the nest. It might just be it might just be the the like the portal where we get two two whole Wilhelm screams. Yeah. I think there's there, one. There might not have been one there's here. one where they find the babies, and then there's one where they're in the past. Oh right. Um, either way, they figure out that, like, the creature is, um, like, tracking them down with, like, sonar or with sound. Uh, they go to grab an oscilloscope, and David, I'm sure you also, as someone who's used oscilloscopes before, gets very confused by their use of an oscilloscope. It made no sense! It made no sense, but whatever. It has a microphone attached to it, I guess. How? Don't... Where do they plug the microphone in Where? the oscilloscope? <laughs> Don't Where? ask questions. If okay, if they had a microphone and somehow converted that into like an analog electrical signal and then put that into the oscilloscope, okay, but why? I... Why would you go through that process? Like Charlie, I need you to realize how how much like yes, oscilloscopes are meant. Like I'm pretty sure they went, hey, what's a what's a what's a what's a like measurement instrument to like detect like waveforms or sound or something like that and people were like yep oscilloscope that'll do it and they went cool we're good to go and went did no additional research it's, um, it's electrical it's all electrical i don't understand they it's i'm very confused this is i mean technically we have used oscilloscopes to do sounds as signals, but we had DSPs. Like that was the entire point, right? Hey, David, this is a DS40 oscilloscope. That's DSP right there. Oh Lord! <laughs> Sometimes it's, it sucks knowing <laughs> as much as you do about actual like science because it does ruin these kind of things where you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah, what the what's happening here with the oscilloscope is definitely something. Anyways, it's fine. They have a magical thingamabobber. Um, and Connor almost dies. Um, we're so close to losing the the current day predator almost dies to the future predator. Um, uh, which would have been so good. Instead, Abby has to save him, and then Steven has to save Abby. Which is fine, I guess. And then um, no one goes I... to hug Connor, even though he was the one closest to death. Good. 
Fuck Connor. No, but don't actually fuck Connor. <laughs> dude, also, I, I love how fast they make the fucking Predator move in this scene. Like, it just hops into the background and disappears. It, it moves. When they're like, oh my god, it moves super fast. Yeah, no, good job communicating that. It moves really fucking fast. Like, you're looking and it's like, oh wow, it just covered like 30 meters in a single leap in about a second. The, what on earth? The one where it, it jumps through the portal and then it cuts to it galloping is yes, actually terrifying. And also maybe meme worthy. I may have to cut that and make it into a gift. We already have a great meme that we made today from Primeval. Yeah. Hey, if you want to see that Primeval meme, go to our Twitter account at Forsyth. Oh, no. <laughs> I need to log into the there Twitter you go, account. David. Now there David, you go, David. Has, to, has to tweet that out. Fuck, what was our Twitter? <laughs> oh. Hey, hey, can I, uh, can I point out, this is the first... So we, we had several memes that we did from Fringe. This is the first meme since Fringe. We, we made it through all of Merlin. No memes. I mean, we no. made some memes. We made some memes, but no physical, like, we, we didn't, or digital, I guess. We, we didn't ever, like, transcribe out our, our memes out of our heads. I really did not tweet much during mine. I guess, no, nope. even the chat GPT shit was all fringe when we fell down da- that <laughs> yep. rabbit hole. Yes. Oh, but Tim Hipper. Tim Hipper is a good, Tim a good meme. I don't think we ever posted Tim Hipper on the Twitter. No, we shouldn't. Tim, Tim Hipper is mine and mine. Merlin world. really sapped the like creativity because I was also doing like observer <laughs> like photoshops of Merlin for a while oh, I for like that. season one. I remember that. That was great. <laughs> some of these are still really. It's like where's that observer? Some of these are still really good, like this one. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so good. <laughs> David, it's so good. That was the last I one I did. That. <laughs> we did. We, we did that so segment. We did that, we did that segment of Where's That Observer, basically. Oh, that <laughs> one's also... <laughs> that one's so good. <laughs> oh, man. Anyways. They're, they're gonna... They, they find the babies um, by following the oscilloscope. Um... And it's like, oh shit! All right, there's there's babies here. That's a that's a real shame. Unfortunately, Predator comes back. Um, Nick Nick makes an insane decision here. Um, and just... <laughs> a hilarious decision. <laughs> it's so good because the the thing's like picking them off, and he's like, you know what? Fuck it! I'm just gonna pick this baby up by its spine and hold it out he, in like, front of me and scruffs, away. He scruffs this thing <laughs> like this is he does the equivalent of scruffing a cat. Um, and just takes it with him. So good. Um, I, and, like, I'm gonna be real, for some reason, I thought he was gonna hold it hostage. Like, I thought, like, he was gonna, like, just, like, put the gun to the baby's head. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is gonna be, like, I I really thought that we were gonna get, like, a baby, like, future Predator hostage situation here. Um, instead it's only, like, heavily implied while he, like, shoots the glass around it, like, disorienting the beast. Uh, and then just puts one through its skull, um, killing the predator. And hey, it's okay. We've we've made it out the other side. the The threat is neutralized. We have a bunch of weird babies now that we're gonna have to fix. Uh, and instead of killing them, Helen's like, "Hey, let's use them. Uh, they they can find they can find where the uh, the the portal is to the future, uh, so that we can like fucking shut down that portal." Um, 
Well, they were talking yeah. about having like a permanent dispatchment in the past. Yeah. To guard the future portal. Crazy. <laughs> but on the other hand, um, they're they're making a fairly like good point of like so it's important to note this is a, a, a solid point just in terms of like, hey, if there's portals going between different eras, um that could like really fuck with the past and really fuck with us. Uh we should probably have that not happen. Um, but this is sort of the first time where they're like, yeah, there's a future one. It maybe could go back in time and wipe out some species. That'd be bad. Uh, I guess we'll I guess we'll send something here to stop anything coming through. Um, given what given what happens um, when the, the like fucking like other predator goes through the portal, I, I don't think they could have set up a base that would have stopped the, the predators. Um, but they could have tried, I guess. Um but yeah, they decide to use the like, like little baby predators as uh, I don't know, like sniffers. Fucking bullshit reasoning here, <laughs> where yes. Helen's like, "Oh, bats," because it has bat DNA. We find out, uh, and she's like, "Oh, bats have excellent um, homing senses. These babies will definitely be able to detect the future anomaly somehow, despite." being presumably born here right like there's yep it's fine they can sense their way back to their their original spot unless unless helen could have lied being like oh yeah i saw the future predator in the permian era and then it caught my scent and like lied was like oh i knew it was looking for i knew it had young but then, why is it taking the young through the portals and not just using them as... I don't know. The entire thing doesn't make any sense. Who cares? Very cool confusing. giant monsters, I guess. And then cool giant monsters fight. Yeah. Um, but God, a... also, actual fun scene that I did not see coming. Um, they go back into the, the Permian portal, and Helen's like, oh, come take a photo of me. And so Nick goes up and takes a photo of her, and he's like, oh, wait a fucking minute. Close time loop. Oh, Close shit. Time Close loop. time loop. Close time loop. <laughs> and it's the photo from the first episode. And the camp they found was the camp they're setting up now. And I'm like, oh, shit. You do know how to write. Oh, my God. It, Close time loops are the best I'm kind s- of time loops. Fuck, I love surprise, it. It's... Surprise. Surprise. Close time loops are, the, are oh, so good. up there. Yeah. It's it's really good. Um, so that was fun. Uh, audience, if you ever if you're if you're ever writing a TV show and you really want us to love it, you you know what to do. It's just it's just closed time loops. They're they're just so good. Um, as long as you make them fun and interesting. I read uh, so okay to be incredibly nerdy. There's a fan fiction I read yes um ages ago that was literally just uh the crossover fan fiction was it was an anime. And then just TV tropes was supposed to be the crossover. So it was just like a list of every goddamn trope. But one of the running plot ideas behind that was the main character got access to time travel. And he was fighting against um, people from the future. But the idea was that uh, there's the notion of um, uh, pre, like de- determined points in time. And that is any instance that becomes uh, knowledge or like any moment in time that enough people in the future know about, that has to happen now. Because people in the future knew what happened, right? 
Oh, that's fun. As like so a, like unobserved points in time. Or can be changed, can be changed. Like a, but like any the, observed point in time that the future knows about has to happen in order for that future to maintain itself. But in between it, it's all fuzzy. So you're doing you're doing you're doing like Doctor Who fixed moment like fixed points of yes. time sort of shit. Yes, there. very similar to Doctor Who fixed moments of time. But like the main character weaponizes that in that he like goes and be like, all right, if I just have enough open time loop nonsense that I need to close, that means these opponents can never kill me because they know at some point I need to go back in time to do this one thing and they know it happens. So if I just push that off for a long time, I can, I'm good. I'm Gucci. Huh. <laughs> like at some point in time, I go back in time and do this one event and they know about it. So if I don't do that, you can't kill me. And I just love it. I close time loops. I love them. Close time loops are so good. They're they're fantastic. Um. Anyways, uh, big monster fight. Um, we have one of the 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 Gorgonopsids. So one of those creatures from the first episode fighting the predator. The the one from this episode. Um, it throws it away and then just starts eating the babies. Oh yeah. <laughs> just. Just mosh it on them. <laughs> it, it like flings it off and is like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna eat your kids now. Couple little snacks right now. Then I'll come back for you later. And then the the thing gets back up. Really tries to fuck up the Gorgon Opspid. I'm surprised it lives. But then, turns out dinosaurs are better than future predators. Uh, nom nom nom. Th- that's. The future predator sent a meteor so that the dinosaurs didn't live to kill them. Oh my god. Close time loop. Close time loop. Oh man. Um but yeah, and then it just kinda like so, picks it up and walks away. And well Cutter so I'd like to point out that the Gorgonopsid wins by like just like it comes in with a steel chair. It, like it's just like, it, oh you're on my back? It cool. It's like a steel truck. Which is also the Gorgonopsis' only weakness. It really does, like, RKO the the future predator. It's so good. And then Cutter, because it it kills the predator, like, kills all the soldiers. Um, And Cutter's checking on him, and he asks Helen, like, oh, did any of the babies survive? And she's like, nope, all dead. I'm like, why would you fucking believe her? Like, go and well, check yourself. You know she's a lying did bitch. Did she actually... I, I don't know if she believed that as well, right? It, was this a secret move by her? Or did she just also miss them? I think, I think it's a secret move by her because she does something to change the, from her perspective past. Do you think she did it or just this happened? Because I don't know. I, we'll, we'll find out in yeah, season two. Yeah, we'll find out. I just don't know you if know. this was premeditated by her or if just everyone fucked up. Because I feel like that's also it just as likely. It very well could be. Yeah. It very well could be everyone fucked up. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but yeah, the one soldier has the dying lines of, oh, the body we found was mine. I was looking at myself. Ugh. And he, <laughs> I and felt he dies. bad for him. But man, did fucking Captain Drake survive way longer than I thought he was going to? Yeah, dude was here <laughs> for the whole ride in season one. I'm Good job. shocked. He's the Charlie of this season of the sh- of the show, which yes. is crazy. <laughs> rest, rest easy, friend. You're stuck in a per- like. Oh man, kind of tempting. Would it not be tempting for Cutter just to be like, but what if I didn't bring his body back? Break the time loop. Break the time loop. I still leave the camera, but like he comes back and his family gets a little bit more closure. 
Nope. Trapped in trapped in nope. the past. Yep. Listen. Some... Listen, he Cutter's just gonna go find that spot in like the today's if age anything, and just dig up his body. If anything, now. Cutter really should have destroyed the body. More so the fact that an archaeologist, like in the 1900s, doesn't get so fucking confused when they dig that body up. There's yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of the carbon dating for this is... body dates it to the Crimea, like to, to all the way back then. But it's clearly a modern human skeleton. But but look here, these striations are from a dental tool invented not yet? It has also, actual metal also, fillings! <laughs> also, important to note, there's fucking radiation that only could have come from, like, large, like, nuclear events <laughs> also, yeah, why the fuck is he so irradiated? <laughs> and look at this, microplastics in his bones! <laughs> Just truly horrendous. And there's no lead! (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't been drinking enough lead. That's what killed him in the past. Oh man, Uh, his proteins are all spiked. (laughs) He must have been huge. But yeah, they they come back through the portal. Helen makes like another last ditch effort to Nick to be like, hey, you have no ties. Like, you could just ditch everyone like me and be with me. And he's like, eh, get fucked. So they come back through, and Helen goes full soap opera. I have been fucking your friend this whole time. Yes. And Steven's like, you know what? Screw you. I'm not going to go with you. And then she leaves, and they let her leave. And I don't know why they let her leave. It's so insane. Like, you don't have to care about the law here, man. Just arrest her. Yep. You could strongly argue her actions led to the death of all those soldiers. Uh, and then Nick's yeah. like, oh, okay, where's Claudia? I want to kiss her again. And they're all like, fucking who? <laughs> who, who the, whomstuff? <laughs> whomstuff? Yeah, and he gets super angry about it. And then, oh no, something they did in the past made Claudia not alive anymore. And why only though- Claudia? <laughs> I really... Uh, so, I'm... I'm of the opinion, because Helen's already stepped into the portal when that happened. I'm of the opinion that Claudia, just being vindictive, found a portal to, like, 40 years ago and just killed one of Claudia's parents. Maybe? Do you think that's why Helen came back? Because there is a question of, like, hey, why the fuck did you come back? Was Helen just coming back to check if Claudia existed or not? Like, Yeah, just came back, looked around, went, All right, excellent. Now my, now my alibi. Hey, Steven, wanna fuck? <laughs> Want to go back in time and have weird pre-Cambrian sex? <laughs> and then weird post-Cambrian sex? <laughs> and then even weirder Cambrian sex? <laughs> and then the weirdest future sex. Don't worry, I found those creatures. We're going to go find the future. I, I didn't tell you, but they're humans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And yeah, that's the end of our episode. And uh, our season. And our season. I'm... Don't you love that they pulled a Peter um, in season one? Yeah, it's yeah. This is just fringe. This is just fringe <laughs> again. David, if observers, if if we do get observers or future people from this, it's it's way too much. This is just I'm gonna fringe. be furious. <laughs> it's gonna be real bad. What if it's season five of Fringe of a Good? <laughs> calling it now. I'm gonna calling it s- absolutely now. They go to another timeline or an alternate universe. 
I mean, they've already gone to another timeline. Yeah, but I mean more than just Cutter. Like, I full on, like, they will be... Oh, like, there's, like, a portal to another timeline? Yes, there will be, like, timeline jumping where they meet other versions of themselves. Calling it now. Interesting. Full fringe. All right, David, what's your episode rating? Um, Okay, first of all, Abby Connor didn't kiss. So, what do you... so we passed the if zero. we passed the if statement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to the else. Uh, instead, uh, pretty fun episode. Uh, the absolute crazy reveal, like Helen and Stephen kiss, which I thought was fucking crazy. But then, like the reveal to just the cutter's face about them fucking, and then also Stephen just going, "Helen, you're a bitch," and then walking away. <laughs> Beautiful, gorgeous, four and a half. No notes. <laughs> four and a half sorry that was all right nick that's that's very fair uh i think uh this is definitely the best episode of the season um like very very clearly um we get close time loops um like i'm not a huge fan of the like here's the thing the first 30 minutes of this episode are incredibly mediocre and then the last 15 are, are great um so I'm struggling to give it a four and a half, but it feels like it kind of needs that. I'm I'm struggling between a four and a four and a half. Um, I think I'm going to give it the four and a half anyways, because I gave a four to an episode this season, and this is very clearly the best episode of the season. But like, I will point out, it's 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 airing on the low side of the four and a half. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for I, me, just for the the time loop reveal alone, four and a half. That that was actually like, oh my god, that it. Those moments in TV are always fun. Uh, also, the fact that they actually explored, hey, technically from the the dinosaur's perspective, that's a portal to the future. So why can't, from our cast perspective, have a portal to the future? It, was, it, it feels like a, a logical extension in the universe, which is always nice when they actually explore those ideas and not just be like, oh, hand-wavy reason why that could never happen. But yeah, it uh, got an 8.1 on IMDb, making it far and away the highest rated episode of the season, um, and got 6.52 million viewers. So we end on an average of 6.39 million, which isn't bad. I think that's that's close to Merlin in season one. It, it's not going to be close to Merlin going forward. No, but we already know how we- low this goes. <laughs> Yeah, so low it gets canceled. And then remains low when it comes back. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm so excited for this to like just just become just terrible. Um and the quality is going to get better. It depends. Because like David and I have been still been watching. Well no, when I when I say quality, I mean the quality. Yeah, I continued to watch it. And man, was it bad. Just the previously on hurts me every time because it's so (laughs) pixelated. Oh, and not uh, <laughs> the past is real. No, I mean that hurts me in a different way. <laughs> God, it's it's gonna be a real wild ride. This show, I feel like, because it's been very mediocre, and I I expect it's gonna get worse. So yeah. Oh God. It's okay though. We are already a fifth of the way through this show. Uh. So yeah, I guess are we? Oh no! Wait, are we? Is there an episode? Is there a season with more than six episodes? Yes. Season two, three, and four. Ooh. Uh, Season two has seven. Three has ten. Uh, Four has seven. And then five is back down to six. Um, So, yeah. Not quite 
uh, a fifth of the way through yet. I think by season two, episode two, we'll be okay. roughly at that mark. Um, are we going to do a season recap next episode, or are we, we just going to plow on? We through? should let's let's at least do it. We can discuss it. It can be All a right. shorter episode if we don't do it, or we can just talk for a while. But we should at least. Do you, do you want to do the TV guide game, David? No, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. We should at least maintain um our structure despite it being shorter. Con- continuity. Yeah, I mean, we'll have, right. we'll still have quite a bit to talk about as well. We can also talk about like our favorite monster or something, right? Yeah, I guess the the shorter length also does let us go more in depth on the the stuff we liked and didn't like because it's. It's easier to pick from. Yeah. Not like, hey, what one episode of a 24-episode season of Fringe didn't you like for season three? <laughs> it's impossible. They're all good. Oh, I was going to say well, season five, most of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of them. Actually, no, hold on. Season three starts with Bound, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Oh, boy. <laughs> Which, hey, everyone Ooh. else loved. <laughs> They're wrong. <laughs> We're the weirdos. <laughs> objectively objectively wrong where the we're, weirdos one, who hated <laughs> bounds so much Do you one day we're gonna get like where she gets jj the on the episode and she throws a scalpel in a tooth spine hey audience Man. if you want to hear us yell about <laughs> what is generally considered a good episode of fringe oh. go back and listen to boundless anger uh it's like Forsaf, it's season three, episode one of Forsaf. Um, we were really so good episode. Angry. <laughs> oh, it righteous rage, righteous rage, because that's also cold virus episode. I think right. It's a weird like they're done with Olivia's escaping shit midway yep, through the episode, and they go to solve a different crime, on. and it's yeah. also <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a really good listen. We yell about it for like an hour and a half, I think. Also, audience, if you haven't watched our backslog, you should watch the Washington State episode. Oh, good Dude. Lord. Yeah. I, I might go back and listen to Washington State. And that's a really, really good listen. Uh, I think that might be the best inside joke we've we've made in a long time. Ugh. But yeah, if if you like this at all, go back and listen to those ones. The Fringe episodes, they're rough, but they're fun. Uh, the Merlin episodes, less rough, still fun. Uh, these episodes, even less rough, but still fun. Uh, Wait, so if no, you Bound agree is with... the 11th episode of the first season of Fringe? Oh. Wait, what? <laughs> oh no, our memories are shot. I mean, yeah, we are getting close to 30. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> don't remind me. Don't yeah, remind me. season one, episode eleven, boundless anger. All right, yeah. Hey, there's the episode key. Go and find that and go listen to it. Um, and hey, while you're there on your favorite podcasting service of choice, be that iTunes, Google, or our home at Podbean, leave us a five star review. Uh, send us to all your friends and family. Um, just tell everyone about it if you liked it. And share it. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us and see the hilarious top tier primeval meme we made. Um, go look at us on Twitter at Forsaf. Uh, if you have very long form fan fiction you want us to read out in one of these episodes, that offer still stands. Email it to us at forsaf at gmail.com. Uh, occasionally David and I twitch a very horrible Borderlands series playthrough where we just do story missions. Uh, you can catch that at twitch.tv slash Forsaf. We just finished Borderlands 1. You can go back and watch all those at our YouTube channel, Forsaf. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it it's bad. We're gonna start Borderlands two sometime soon, are probably. We? Are we? Yes, yes, we are. I will Ooh. find time because I forgot I was doing anniversary things this weekend. Uh, yeah, I think that's everything. Thanks for listening, audience. Outro. Our intro and outro music is Dream One by Magenta Six. Licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 international license.